0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: All right, fellas, I'm jumping right in. I got a dilemma. It's really not a dilemma. I've made the decision and... Like Serta doesn't have children, so I don't think he will. He will look down upon me. BK, you just had a beautiful baby boy. You may, but this may be some some thoughts for you in the future. And there are other people listening right now that may that, that may really look down upon me. <laughs> um, my son is uh, nine years old, playing tackle football first year. His first year playing tackle. They've asked me to coach, to help with the. Uh, Nine-year-old nine U team, I have agreed, but I do have an issue. The team is the Broncos. <laughs> and, and why is there and,
0: is there a reason for it? Is that like a local team thing, like one high schoolers? They or got something? club
1: teams. They got club teams. They've got kids from from. Uh, they've got flag, and then they've got freshman level, sophomore level, which is the team that I coach, junior level, and senior level. And this is a serious thing. They're running this thing all the way up until high school or eighth grade. But they are the Fort Bend Broncos, and all the coaches are wearing. And they're it's Broncos, just like the Denver Broncos. There's no <laughs> shift <laughs> off of it. It's the same exact emblem and everything. So you're just Broncos paraphernalia the whole time. And there. I am in refusal. I can't wear it. I just, can't, uh, just wear a, a polo. Just wear a Nike polo. Well, what I'm doing is what everybody has the Fort Ben Broncos it comes across your shirt and then it says coach whatever in the back like they have custom shirts that they make for the coaches. And I I am I have decided I am not going to wear them and I am going to go and get my own navy shirt and put coach Ron on the back in (laughs) orange and not wear the Broncos. Cause I cannot, I cannot wear Denver Broncos. I can't wear it. You know
2: what? Actually, I'm going the other way. Not, not only are you not, not a bad dad, you're a good dad for this. You're teaching your son the right way to approach this. When you have. Now he has to wear the full uniform. He has to wear the
1: full uniform.
2: He's on the team. When you become an adult and you have certain standards in your life, you fulfill those standards. And Ron Hughley is not going to be out here wearing Broncos colors or Broncos
1: paraphernalia. It. it ain't happening. So I respect I it. It's and it's—I be- mean, it's big. It's oh. the full for they have it on the front of that thing. Has I mean, your son acknowledged it yet?
0: Because he's a Chiefs fan,
1: right? He so. is, but I mean, he, you know, he's you know—he's nine. He's just on the team. He, he just—he yeah, just doesn't and, care. Yeah, he's a wide receiver, corner on the team. That's where he is. He's who are we, Broncos? Who are I we? And I never—I never, I never say the chance. I can't ring it. Like I do all the chants except uh, until I have to say the names. Who are we? And I the first,
0: the first time he rips off a touchdown run, you're gonna be on the sideline. Let's go
1: Broncos! Go <laughs> I'm up not. Up. I'm not. I'm not. Let's go, son. There you go. go. No, I can't. I cannot do it. And, and listen, I know it's childish, and and these are the moments where I have to look at myself in the mirror and say, God, get a hold of yourself. This is your damn son. So he what what's the wife's reaction? That's that's the real question here. You're How does she feel about this? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I figured. You're stupid. Yeah. And I don't know if she thinks I'm really gonna do it, but I've already told Coach T if he's listening to this podcast. I've told him like I can't I can't do it, but I will I will pay for my own. I will go find some shirt place and I will have I'm gonna get it and look at it and get it as close as I possibly can in the orange, but it's just not gonna have any Broncos stuff on it. I think like, you I'm played on... this the right way. I think you that's played this the right? exact right way. I, I, if you were out here
2: like neglecting the team and just flat out like denying your services to the team because yeah. they are the Broncos, I feel like that'd be a bad look. But like,
1: so you don't think at all? Like, you think my compromise going with the Navy all the way down yeah. is is a is a it's a good I think that's I think. fair. I think. I think that's totally fair. You're, you're wearing I mean, the colors. You're going
2: with it. You're not like out here wearing like a Chiefs shirt while like putting coach ron on the back of it that would be bad that would be yeah
0: bad. trying to find a workaround <laughs> is better than just showing up in like a tiger sunday red
1: polo <laughs> or, or something like that well honest to god i thought about just not doing it um which well, that, that i think that would have been bad too that, that, that would have been, been bad, bad. that would have been bad like I mean, well, putting okay, an effort good.
0: i
2: think matters I,
1: like i thought that would have been bad like but, what are uh, you but coaching I, do you have like a
2: position that you're going to be in charge of
1: i'm more i'm more on the defense okay more coaching defense, like, right. Like they play, like they play the, uh the Elkins Raiders. I'm not, I like, I would just not, we wouldn't just play. <laughs> I would drive out of my way to find another team. Um, But it, it's, it, I mean, it, it was hard. And I was like, yeah, they, they asked me, I was like, you know what? Yeah, man, I'll do it. And then I thought, damn, I got to wear that Bronco stuff. <laughs> Can't do it. I can't do it. So I feel like this is an appropriate compromise. I know there are people on here who are listening who will think, good God, this is your nine-year-old son's football team. Oh. Get a hold of yourself. I can't do it. Cannot do it. Just won't do it. So maybe maybe you run into this down the line, uh, BK and, and Serta, but I feel, I feel good. I know it's stupid. I will sit right here and tell you I know it's stupid, but sometimes you just have to do stupid. As long as your yeah. wife's keeping you in line, that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, she's she may not talk to me, but I'm not. I'm <laughs> not putting on that. Bron- I'm not putting on that Broncos thing. And I've told them, don't waste your money by ordering it. Like I'm just not putting it that on. Not doing it. Not a chance. Um, but the the Chiefs will probably beat down the Broncos twice this year. And I I, I find this interesting because I know Chris Jones is the big topic in hand right now as they play their first preseason game as this, this is being recorded Thursday night. Be, you'll hear it Friday morning. They play their first preseason game on Sunday. I, the interesting thing to me about this team, we'll get into the Chris Jones stuff and the, and the Saints stuff, but the interesting thing about what is happening right now is the chiefs are the gold standard of the NFL and hell, you can argue they may be the gold standard of sports right now. There may be, they may be the best, Organization in sports right now. You go to five straight AFC championship games. You go to three Super Bowls. You win two of them. Like you're in a run. You're 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 to me. I'm always a believer. A dynasty is three championships in that time frame. You are a championship away, in my opinion, of being a dynasty. And I think a lot of people believe the Chiefs are going to win a championship. I think a lot of people will be picking the Chiefs to win it again. It is odd that a team that's the gold standard, arguably the best organization in sports, a team that most people believe will potentially win the championship again, has so many questions. Okay, they have so many questions. We talk about Chris Jones. Hell, that's a big one right now. Is he gonna be there? What's it gonna look like? When is he gonna arrive? That's a huge question. That's your third, second or third most important player. On the team, you don't beat the Cincinnati Beagles in the AFC Championship game if he doesn't play. You don't beat the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl, the first one, if he doesn't just have a takeover period for about a quarter and a half in that Super Bowl. That's a huge deal. There are question marks to both your tackles in a time frame that Patrick Mahomes is the best player on the planet. You're bringing in two brand new tackles right now. There's a question mark there. your entire wide receiving core. You don't really know about. You feel good. You feel good. You don't really know about. The defensive line. I mean, you know, i am not been big on Frank Clark, but you lose Frank Clark and you're adding rookies and you're hoping George takes the next step and you're hoping Charles Amenehue, oh, hell, he got suspended for six games to kick things off, hoping he could be a part. There are, it is, in, it is really interesting that the Chiefs are the level they are and they have so many questions and question marks as they had to try to become a dynasty. That is really interesting to me entering this season right now.
2: It is interesting. I also like it because I remember like I do too. When you and I think we like it for different reasons, Ron. You like it because it's interesting. I like it because I think it's necessary. Like, I, I think sometimes when you try to do remember when they did the run it back tour and they just basically brought back the entire same team, and there were external factors for that, you know, the whole COVID thing took place. Um, but when you run it back and you've got the same guys for a second year, I think sometimes it's good to have new. It's good to have fresh, whether that's faces, personalities, roles, whatever it might be, you need guys to move on. And I think there was a time, whether it was on the coaching staff, with guys getting stuck because Eric Bieniemy, other teams around the NFL weren't willing to hire him for whatever reason or whether it was because like, you had guys that were in the same roles on defense and on offense, or you had this offense that was basically the exact same thing from the moment that Mahomes took over until they finally decided to, you know what, we're going to make a radical change here and trade Tyreek Hill and take that stalwart, future Hall of Famer out of the offense and change this completely. I think it got a little stale. And I think what they have learned from the first three, four years of the Mahomes era, we got to keep this thing fresh, man. I know in in the NBA, one of the things that Bill Simmons always talks about is you got to win it for somebody new every year, right? Like when the Warriors were going through their thing, you had somebody new to the mix every single season that becomes like a significant piece of their rotation. We're going to win
1: it for this person. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I think the Chiefs are now at that place where every year they come into the season and it's a little different. There's some new things. You're keeping things intellectually interesting for Patrick Mahomes. For Andy Reid, for Travis Kelsey, you add new wrinkles and you add new challenges. So that way they feel like, okay, this isn't the same as what I've been doing my entire career. This one's going to feel a little bit different. So I like it for that reason, even though like when you have question marks, it's scary because you don't know how it's going to end. Like it could end with us saying, oh bleep, Donovan Smith was not very good last year for Tampa Bay. And that's because it was falling off. Not because it was a like a weird down season with injuries, he just wasn't the same guy anymore, and it didn't work here in Kansas City. And now we don't have a left tackle. Like that's possible.
1: Yeah, it's possible. And sorta, I'm, I'm, because I know you're tied in at it as well. And I, and and I, I'm trying to get my mind around which way to go for me. Sorta, I don't view it as questions that are oh hell like. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Jesus. Like, we're, like it's questions, but it's questions to me of, like, this could be better than it was, right? It's not questions of, oh, my God, what are they going to do? Like, they're going to have to try to figure out a way all year long to mask this. It's just more unknowns than fear of what could happen to me.
0: Well, but uh, the process or to is... Them. Correct. Like what the Chiefs are doing right now is what you should be doing. And I think sometimes teams do get too tied into like the Rams, like push everything in and totally ruin their franchise for the foreseeable future. Like it's going to be several years before the Rams are really good again because they don't have draft picks. They, they've got bloated contracts and aging players and got guys that are going to be out of the league sooner. And I think what the chiefs have done the last two years is really smart and it's the right process as long as it works. And they've got the advantage of having Patrick Mahomes and he is going to keep you competitive no matter what, like you're going to be competitive every single year. But the difference is over the next couple of years is, are they just going to be competitive or are they going to stay as this upper echelon elite NFL team? And they did it last year, but this year is even more curious because there's more questions because there's more young bodies on the team because there there's, there's less established players, but that's the process that you would want them to work through. As long as they're hitting on the draft picks, they already got incredible returns on last year's draft class. We'll see about this year's draft class. I'm excited about it. I want to see those guys and we'll see what Justin Ross has, but like that, this is the right process in my opinion to try to keep everything fresh and them acknowledging early on. Cause I think that like, that year that they drafted Clyde, uh, I think they looked at that draft class and kind of said, like, no more luxury picks. Like, we're not, we're not just looking at these guys anymore and saying, we're ready to win right now. We've got the best player in the world. We're going to compete for Super Bowls every year. They realized, like, that was a blown pick, drafting Clyde in the first round of that NFL draft. And now they're acquiring picks and, and they're addressing needs and trying to find talented players in the draft. And so far, the results have been really good. We just have a ton of question marks because we just have to see more of these guys before we feel confident in any of that.
2: Ron, they're the antithesis of what the Bills are right now. The Bills have won nothing and are just running it back every year. They're just out here like, hey, we were close, man. We were so close. And I think it's gotten stale in Buffalo, whereas in Kansas City, they're actually making the moves that are necessary to be able to keep them at the top.
1: That's my thing. Is if you look at all of the spaces that I named, they have questions, and they are legit questions that you don't know and, about. But if you look at it, you feel good. Like to me, can Wiley, can, can Smith and, and uh, and, and and Taylor be better than Wiley, and uh, and 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 Orlando Brown? Yes, like like they can be. I just don't know yet. But yes, when I look at that re- receiving core, can they be better than Juju's? Uh, Thirty-five-year-old-looking legs, and you know Hardman, who was always injured, and 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 uh, who knows about oh, 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 buddy uh, Jim Carrey. He's, I mean, he's always injured himself. If you, he just looks like carrying it from the mask. If you see, like when he wears that, when he does that smile with them gold <laughs> teeth, he looks like Jim Carrey from the mask. I'm sorry, but but he's often it. But I just feel like the receiving core can be better. Than it was last year. The defensive line—they're younger. We just don't know about it. They can be better. It's just more unknown. It's legit questions, more questions that you would normally—that you would normally expect for a team who is shooting for a dynasty. But still, questions. But I think more questions of unknown than you know. This, 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 this is just going to be an issue. Can they work around it? The only well, and- thing that couldn't be an issue to work around it if something crazy happens and Chris Jones doesn't play. Like that is the only that's well, of the questions. That's
0: and you know, and we always talk about like with quarterbacks, like, well, they should elevate their wide receivers. And like that was always the thing with Aaron Rodgers because, like, well, Brady does it, like Peyton Manning does it, like, why can't Rodgers do it? And Mahomes proved last season that he can do that too. When you trade away Tyreek Hill, he can elevate those guys. But I think it's also it's just organizationally like bk mentioned the bills and i think that's a great example because the chiefs are just better top to bottom than the bills are andy reed is a better head coach steve spagnolo is a better defensive coordinator in my opinion and right now they are better at drafting players than the bills are like if you look at the bills draft class like this window that they've been in the last few years where they're trying to compete for championships they've got a lot of draft picks that just haven't really panned out like they They loaded up that defensive line year after year after year for like three or four years in a row, just trying to load it up and get pass rush talent. Like, and then they still had to bring in Von Miller because all those guys are just kind of middling players. None of them turned into stars and the chiefs already got a huge return on last year's draft class. And everybody's raving about those guys this year headed into year number two. And everybody's really excited to see these rookies like, it seems like the Chiefs had the process, and they were able to establish the process earlier than most teams are willing to commit to do it. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are probably a part of that, and them willing to move on so early and and try to set something else up. But so far, it's all working, and that I still believe this season they're going to be even better than they were last year, and they won a Super Bowl last year.
1: Well, BK, the number one question, and it, and it's interesting to me because you have just been. Tom cool collected hey man it ain't no big deal It ain't nothing. hey, hey we got to hey ain't hey, we ain't reached no time where we need to worry about Chris Jones. I mean we're good. And we've had several of these conversations. I don't know if it was because the baby was coming and he was just chilling. I don't know, but you have just this has not this has not really concerned you whatsoever. Have you reached a point yet where you are where you're feeling a little lay? Hey, the, the clock is ticking a little bit on Chris Jones. Have you have you gotten a little a little bit more concerned at all yet, BK? With this,
2: you know why I'm not concerned is because the Chiefs don't appear to be concerned. Like oh, okay. once the Chiefs start getting concerned, okay. then I will start being concerned. And what I mean by that is like there's no deadline, man. Nothing has changed. I know people freaked out today because Nate Taylor had a really good story with like the TikTok of everything that's been taking place. Why are we here? Why is Chris Jones not in camp? What's he looking for? What are the chiefs trying to do? Like you had a really good story earlier today on the athletic about why we are where we are right now. And the big headlines that came out of that one was already known. Chris Jones seeks an extension that would pay him an average of $30 million per year. We knew that that had been reported by Nate Taylor previously. The other was that the chiefs, according to a leak source, telling Nate Taylor are unwilling to make Jones the league's highest paid defensive tackle. Ron, those two things are like obvious notes. And I'm, this is not me denigrating anything that Nate Taylor is reporting here. But the highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL is Aaron Donald at $31.6 million per year. So if Chris Jones himself is asking for only thirty, and the Chiefs have not met that price, by virtue of them not agreeing to a deal yet, It is a guarantee, locked in stone, no doubt about it. We knew the Chiefs are not willing to make him the highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL. Chris Jones appears to be not asking to be the highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL, by the way. The question is, where do they get in the range between the $30 million that Chris Jones is asking for and the $24 million that Quinn and Williams signed for earlier this year? That is a massive gap, a $6 million average annual value between the first highest-paid defensive tackle in the league and the second highest-paid defensive tackle in the league. And that's where all the wiggle room comes in, and that's why it's taking so long. But to answer the question directly, when will I start getting afraid? Man, if he doesn't have a contract signed around the time when they play against Cleveland in the third preseason game, so about two weeks from now, all right, now I'm starting to get a little worried because at that point, if you're not in camp, like you're probably not going to be ready to go to play week one against Detroit. He's playing this year. He's gonna report to camp eventually. I just that's when I will start to worry about okay, Chris Jones might not be on the Chiefs in 2024. That's the real conversation that will take place then.
1: And I just say, sir of? I just don't know how crazy enough Chris Jones is to take this. That that that's my thing. I'm with you, BK. Logic tells me that he is gonna play. He's not going to miss games. Right, he's already right.
0: he's already pushing a million dollars in fines from trading.
1: I, I know, and Dude,
2: it's he's not pushed, just crazy. It would be stupid for him to miss games. I'm missing out on twenty million. million. there is no way to make that up. You I know make that this up. isn't Le'Veon I, Bell sitting out. Oh, like yeah, that's a you, lot of money, and you lose a year of of service time. Well, like you, you, I know you that it doesn't
1: move, have that move over to the next year. I hear you. I just I'm telling you. I don't know how much of a wild card. I don't know who's talking to him. I don't like. I don't know that I'm a hundred percent confident that Chris Jones is not going to just get stupid. Like, like let, let, mid- let me go ahead and tell you. Like, let, let's
2: clear clear in the camera, right? I'm, Chris Jones is not missing games. He hope, will not yeah. miss football games this year. Zero chance, yes. guaranteed. Take it to the well, bank I because that's not. what Chris Jones is I'm doing. He's holding out for money. And he's going to miss out on 20 mil? Nah, man. He the games. I'm with, I hear you too. He's
0: absolutely saying. not missing
1: games. Okay. So I don't want just to saying, have that conversation. I'm just saying for me, I don't want to leave it up but to I, the point of how I don't know how how, how much he'll take. Ron, this. what
2: was in that orange drink that you had earlier?
1: Was that a margarita? Was it little vodka on the rocks with some OJ? What, what are we doing a little here? Little Woodford Reserve. But <laughs> anyway. I just say, I listen. I'm like I'm just like you don't even think five percent. No. You, don't think 5%, you don't think I think there is zero percent of him to it's, say,
0: "Yeah, I'll it's miss not the, the same Lions thing game. as Le'Veon Bell." Even it's so much more money than that. Like we're we're talking about a totally different positions You got Did you
1: think did you think Le'Veon was crazy enough to miss games to miss a whole season? <laughs> it was stupid, and that's why Christian I gonna was not to do it. it. I, I, think, I mean, no, Le'Veon hey, was also on.
0: younger than Christian. Hold on, hold on.
1: like... B- hold on, BK. This is a Clearly, clearly a January-February conversation. So you could just march your way on out of this. I am talking to Steve. Steve, did you think Le'Veon Bill was crazy enough no, to make No, because I season? thought it was All right, stupid. I'm just saying. Because I I'm thought just... it was stupid, but he was
0: also a younger player, and I get what he was trying to do because the running back market has not gotten better. It has not gotten better for the players who play that position across the NFL. It's only gotten worse in their position positional value is just decreasing year after year. So I think Le'Veon Bell thought he was like, I'm making a sacrifice for the position and for myself and it's all going to work out in the future. Like that's not what Chris Jones is doing here. He is only hurting himself by sacrificing that money this season
1: and not putting
0: himself in a better long-term position with the chiefs and like, and next season. Okay. Say he wants to sit out this season. Okay. Next season, Okay, well, we'll just we'll trade you ahead of the draft now that we've got time to plan for this. And now now that we know and you're a year older and we don't trust that you're going to come back and get us 15 sacks again. We'll just trade you before the draft and and get some return on you that way. But like they're not going to trade him this late in the offseason. He's going to get a deal done, hopefully, eventually. And if he doesn't, he's going to play this season. And then the Chiefs are gonna eat, are gonna piss him off and franchise tag him next year, or he's gonna hit the free agent market or work out a long term deal
1: again. I'm just saying, anybody like I don't think he's. I want to make this clear. I'm not saying I think he's gonna pull a Le'Veon Bell and sit the year. I'm not even sitting here saying that I that I think he is go. I, I would. I I feel like hey, there's a real good chance he's gonna miss games. I'm just saying, what did you say in fines? He's racking up. Are we are, have we cleared a million in fines yet? It's
2: fifty a day, right?
1: It's fifty a day.
0: I haven't added them up
1: recently. Like we got it. We got it.
0: Yeah, he was pushing five hundred thousand last week. I think.
1: Yeah, we got to be pushing something. Like anybody, and and clearly he's ready to lay it on the line to to push it towards a million. I'm just saying, somebody who is willing to push that there, I am. I I am at least going to pay attention to the point of saying, would he do something silly like sit out this Lions game to really try to push out to push to push the envelope. That's all I'm saying. And even on top of that, because BK, didn't you I think you wanted to, you want to have a discussion on if this team could potentially be a top 10 defense, which if you look at the parts, yeah, sure, that don't happen if that dude ain't there, and not just if that dude ain't there, it doesn't happen potentially if that dude is halfway there or there in his own mind sometimes or there if Oh, let me play in these primetime games and really show out, but these other games I don't give a rip. Or let me hunt down sacks and let Sorry. me and, and just like that like also having him on the team being pissed and 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 not just completely selling out is also a fault to me. And if you don't and if he's pissed and you don't give him no deal, like I don't like I wonder what kind of Chris Jones you got for the for the 17 games in the playoffs. It's
0: by my calculations, and I just did this really quick, so I might be a little off, but he's at
1: $800,000 in the oh, yeah, right now. He's, yeah, he's, I mean, he's crazy enough to just say a million clean. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, he's also saying a million clean. I'm good to it's, not go to
2: camp and yeah, Joe and, 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 late, tra- and tra- training camp. raps.
1: I and hear you. I hear you. So,
0: and he so, also, so he could show back up to the Chiefs facility and be like, I just want to try to go. Saint Joe, I'll pay a million dollars for that. Yeah, work. he
1: could have. He could have came to that facility with some sort of an injury that he's nursing too, or something, to have not just gotten this money. It Hold in. Up. That's what he players. Should, do. Maybe yeah, he just he hates St. Joe. Maybe he just hates. Now, going or there. or or he's nuts. And he's, really, he's nuts, and he's really, he'll push the envelope. I do think he's pushing the envelope. Like,
2: I, I would not have advised him to hold out a camp. And no. part of that is because, like, guys, if there's anything we know about Andy Reid, it's that he, A, doesn't like surprises, and B, does not like when people miss his training camp because he thinks his training camp is the best training camp. And he puts it together a specific kind of way to get the team ready for not just the beginning of the season, but to really endure throughout the entirety of the regular season. And Chris Jones not being there, I would have to imagine going to piss off Andy Reid quite a bit. Oh, he's hot. And and – guess who is one of the lead negotiators in all of this? Like, we know how this works. Like I think Brett Veach does a lot of the leg work on it, but Andy has some significant say in all of these decisions. Hell yeah. So especially ones this big where you're going to make this guy one of the, or the second highest paid player on your roster. So, if
1: Andy wanted him to get 30, he could get the deal done. Exactly. So I, I don't know that
2: that was a smart decision by him just to get on the wrong side of Andy while negotiating at least in part with Andy that being said, man, I he's going to play this year. Your question about, like, what does this mean for their defense and whether or not they can be a top 10 unit, that I think you, is –
1: Because you legit believe that if Chris Jones is Chris Jones,
2: I think they've got a shot. Like I was listening yeah. to the athletics uh, football podcast. I think they do a really good job. And Nate Heist brought them up as like one of the honorable mentions when they were breaking down the top 10 defenses in the league. By the way, Ron, one of them mentioned the Houston Texans as a sneaky uh, good option in that, in that as well. Let's not get um, out of control here. <laughs> I, I think that the Chiefs have the talent and the depth to be a top 10 unit if things come together this year. But so far, things ain't exactly coming together for them the way that you would like to see. Chris Jones being a just absolute game wrecker is necessary. And if he's going to play the way that he did last year, that's the first step to becoming a top 10 defense.
1: But he was big time motivated last year.
2: And he was playing the way that they've wanted him to play for years, man. He was playing within the system. He was setting other guys up. He was playing well against the run. Like he did everything that he was legitimately the best interior defensive tackle in the NFL full stop last year. Yes. Better than Aaron Donald if he goes back to being the guy that's just sack hunting all day long, he's probably like one of the three best defensive tackles in the league still. He's amazing. But the value there to be a top 10 unit defensively goes down a little bit. Now maybe you're the 15th best defense, the 20th best defense in the league. So I think he is that important to the unit to deciding whether or not they can reach that kind of a ceiling.
1: You know, when you think – when you talk about – obviously – If Chris Jones is not Chris Jones, like, and I mean motivated and wanting to be that, down in and down out, I don't know about top ten. But I think the thing that potentially encourages me to that and to get to your point is, like Chris Jones, I mean, since hell, Justin Houston left, has been the number one player on this defense, even through Tyron Matthew, whoever has been here, he has been the top dude. But here lately, Legereus Sneed has been the second most important defensive player on this team, in my opinion, with everything he does and how he can get pressure from the slot and blitz and and then last year, there were moments where they were in trouble that they stuck him on bigger receivers like Devontae Adams they did in a game and kind of shut his water off. They did it a few times. The part that makes me get to that, to the to the level that you're talking about of what Nate Tice is saying is, like, I don't know if LeJarrius' need is as important as he has been in the past to this defense, which to me, I still think he's a really good player, which to me – signals there's there's improvement on this defense right like he may he's always been the best corner I'm with you Trent McDuffie may be this team's best corner and the guy out there that 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 you're looking at Justin Reed seems to be coming along in year two and potentially can can make a move there's some guys on that defensive line I think I I I think um, their linebacking core has a chance to really really be improved and and, and they've got guys there that may be more important than he is. I'm just saying they've created depth that you don't just automatically look at a guy like LeJarious Need who has been as uh, impactful and and productive as anybody outside of Chris Jones on this defense. I don't know if you say that anymore. Like, when he went out in the Bengals game, hell, I forgot. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, and and well, that was like the second or third play of the game. Maybe, maybe i disagree. Maybe you think luxurious need is still at that range. So, but I'll me, tell that, you why I jump, think he
2: is so important, Ron.
1: Well, I think he's important. I'm just saying not bonafide is Chris Jones. And then him, I, I think there's some other arguments. So the reason why I would still have him like pretty high on this list, maybe even like
2: top two or three on the defense. Um This is going to be a weird thing to say about a cornerback is because of his ability to rush the passer. Like, if they don't get a deal done with Chris Jones, that means well, they're not yeah, opening yeah. up any sort of cap space, which means that they can't go out there and add any of these free agent defensive ends that are still out there, like Melvin Ingram's still available right now. Carlos Dunlap's still Dunlap, available right yeah. now. And if you don't go out and do that, man, you're going into the season and you've got Mike Dana, George Karloftis, Felix, who we'll see him on this weekend to see where he's at in terms of his development, and Malik Herring. That is not a defensive end group that I wanted to go into week one with. And that's what you're going to have for the first six weeks of the season. You're going to have to be able to create pressure other ways. So that means Leo Chenal. hopefully you are ready to go as a pass rusher this year, as a blitzer coming from your linebacker spot. And yes, Legereus Need, coming from the slot, one of the best blitzing corners, nickel corners in the NFL, he becomes highly important because of that ability to rush the passer. So it's kind of a weird thing to say about a cornerback, but that's that's where some of his value is.
1: That's always been his him rushing the quarterback and and being able to tackle so well in the box. Like, that's always been uh, Uh, kind of his secret sauce.
0: I I think you could say maybe it's decreased a little bit just because – of the versatility of their secondary now. Yes. Like you look at their secondary compared to years past and we're like, okay, we're actually like confident in this group and we feel like they've got depth too. And, and we, and I feel like the linebacker core finally has some depth too. that. That's not Ben Neiman. <laughs> like yeah. like there's, there's playmakers in that group outside. And I don't Bolden think Nick really Bolton,
1: I was going to say, I don't think Nick Bolton gets enough credit. Yeah, of, of And we always the focus on his deficiencies, like, but
0: without chris jones the defensive line is certainly questionable but if chris jones once he's there i think you can feel pretty confident and you know they're not gonna have charles amenehu for six games which that's a blow but i i I don't think charles amenehu was gonna be like an every down player for them anyways i think we're gonna see the most versatile version of spag's defense that we've ever seen because frankly he's never been this deep personnel wise to be able to experiment as much as he has and i think Legereus need becomes an even more important part of that, too, in the way that Spags is going to try to confuse offenses this year. And I think the versatility between him and McDuffie to be able to just swap inside and outside, I think that's something that's really exciting about the defenses. Well, uh,
1: well, and I'm to that point too, BK of I think there is going to be potential more confidence in the pass rush in general than there has been before to where I wonder how much they will use, how much they will. Like right now we talked about from the jump, the start of this whole podcast of the questions, there are questions, but they're exciting questions. Like you, you look at the past Russian as a whole, you can start to get to a point where you could see they've got, they've got more guys to me if Chris Jones is out there and you got to win one-on-one matchups where they there's not double teams because it's going towards him they've got guys that potentially you feel like from Felix to George if he takes another step whenever a minuteue comes back they've got guys you feel like can win that Mike Dana used to, was was doing it frequently at yep. times was a guy that does it they've got guys that can win so maybe maybe him as a pass rusher is not as impactful so I don't know I just I just I think it adds to the thought that they can take a a jump and the thought of a top 10 win there are other guys that are at le- at the very least at the level of importance to the defense of luxurious need. So what, one of the reasons why I would still push back a little bit is just because
2: of what the goals are for this team, right? Every year, the goal is get the number one seed, get that bye, get to the Super Bowl, and then win it to do. So you, you got to start out really hot and the schedule or early on in the season, you're going to be going up against some really good offenses. You're going to be going up against Detroit and Jacksonville and the jets and for everything that is wrong with the Minnesota Vikings, they do have a good offense and specifically a really good passing game. And then the Chargers in week seven, that's the first week that a will be eligible to be back on the field. We know how Andy Reid operates. He ain't going to be playing the full allotment of plays that week. So the reason why I find this to be him to be really important early on, Ron, is because when a is out, you do have a limited number of options up front. I, I am a little worried right now, not in terms of like what they're going to be by the end of the season with their pass rush, but early in the season with their pass rush, especially if it still takes a little bit for Chris Jones to get in and get in football shape and be at full capacity early on in the season. I think the pass rush is something at least worth monitoring early in this year. I think it's it's more of a question mark than I expected it to be right it's,
1: now. It's a question. It's damn sure a question. I, I, I just... I don't think it's going to be an issue in the playoffs. I I think think it it, could be something that prevents
2: you from getting the number one seed, though, if things go awry in a way that is like unexpected.
1: Yeah, I I think it's a question, but there's the talent there seems to be greater than it was in the past when they had to use him as an additional pass rusher. They had to use him to get pressure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. I just I can't get over the the fact of like BK. Like we have to really live in a world where BK honest to god reads off i mean when you look at the start of the season man they got to face some really good offense and he says the detroit lions Jacksonville, the jacksonville jaguars and new york jets like this is a different
0: chance to be a top five offense i'm just saying this i'm just saying
2: if you listen to the i'm not he's not wrong the nfl has totally turned over dude it is a weird time to be like, like we've seen this not to make it a bigger sports conversation but We've seen this in, like, most of the big sports right now. We're seeing a transition that's taking place. Like, hockey has gone from uh, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin's teams, like, dominating the sport every year along with the Blackhawks to those being three of the, like, ten worst teams in the NHL on an annual basis now. Uh, Major League Base- Baseball has completely flipped over. The Cardinals and Yankees are two of the worst teams in the league now. Royals still, unfortunately, right there with them. Um, it It is weird. Like, the Detroit Lions... Are a very good offense, and I'm not this year saying, should be expected to be a top five I'm, offense in the league. I'm
1: not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying when you start when you start listing off historically, in my mind, it takes me a while to get used to Lions, I mean, Jags, and Jets. It's, it's,
2: Chiefs it's, have as fun of a first month of the season as yeah. anybody, dude. Like Detroit, Jacksonville, Chicago going up against uh, Justin Fields. And then the first time that we get to see the uh, the state farm bowl, man, this is gonna be a f- fun first month in terms of offenses going it's, up against each other.
0: The Jags are coming. I, I think the Jags are gonna be good. I still have some question marks about the roster overall, but they're gonna be good. Like they're gonna be a good team. Uh, it's just
1: they're really gonna the Chiefs really... are
0: gonna smoke the Bears, but Justin Fields is exciting and that offense is exciting.
2: Dude, have you looked at the tickets for that game? Whew! Good luck, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you're a season ticket holder. <laughs> yeah, you would get those did. secondary. I
1: didn't look at those. All right. They they listen. The next time we'll talk, they've played a preseason game. They'll play the Saints. They play the Saints coming up on the 13th on Sunday. Um you know, we're probably not gonna see a lot from Mahomes and, and Kelsey, those crew, but who are who are the guys? And I know your you two nerds are really into Got my uh, list. I mean, <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. Um, uh, who are the guys? uh that you are that you're excited to watch who are you watching who are your eyes on for the preseason game are <laughs> right, you ready you ready you ready rb2
2: denaric prince that's my first one he's the guy that's stealing your man's job ron clyde edwards alaire i have no idea if he's making this roster in 2023 denaric prince is a running back that the chiefs got that was undrafted this year he is big he is strong he is fast He is very much in the vein of what they got last year with Pacheco. I don't think he's as good as Isaiah Pacheco was, but I think he's going to make the roster the way that Isaiah Pacheco did. And he's going to make his presence felt in the preseason the way that Pacheco did. So, Daneric Prince would be number one on my list. And then I'll go through the rest of it pretty quickly. Rasheed Rice, Justin Ross, those are two wide receivers that I am very curious to see what they have in here. And then Felix, I I just want to see where he's at. Uh, He missed a decent amount of the offseason with some injuries that he was dealing with. He's gonna be counted upon early on with this suspension that the Chiefs are dealing with. So Price or Prince, Rice, Ross, Felix, those are the four guys that I'm most curious to see.
1: See, sir, I know you're all in on like Justin Ross. I, I'm not gonna allow Justin Ross to get me. Um I, yeah, I just I don't, I don't even why. watch Man, I refuse. You it, I have I have Openly refused to watch some of the videos that. It's that not his fault the Chiefs around. are doing this to him. All right, I, Chief, no, I'm just the saying, Chiefs' I'm not, social
0: media team is the one that's that's setting these unrealistic expectations for they, the
1: Yeah, they are. They are, like they are. He's the hard knocks guy that they are going after 100%. right now. Uh, and, and but I'm not going to let it get to me. All right, I'm on. I'm like because I can I, I could see him entering these preseason games and showing out. And I'm not I'm not You think allow, he's I'm gonna not, make the roster though, right, Ron? I do. Oh, he's I, better. I, I think at this point, yeah. I, but I'm just not I'm not gonna like I'm I'm not ready to allow him to hurt me. <laughs> I think he's the last
2: receiver on the roster. Like I think Justin Watson is more likely to finish the season with more yards than
1: Justin Ross. That's what I want to ju- treat him as. But I'm yeah. not gonna allow him because I know me and I know he can do something that <laughs> can get it's, me I mean, can get me there. It's you're going it's, there with Rice though, right? With Rasheed Rice? I can, listen, I can get there quick. All right, I can get there. <laughs> oh, but
0: like, I, I mean, it should be Sky Moore. But like, I don't expect we're gonna see a lot of Sky on Sunday because he's a starter and he's getting those starting reps all throughout training camp because he's gonna be a significant part of the offense. Also. Where did
1: Sky Moore come from in this, dude? You just, Sky- I'm just hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. him in here, and you knew it would get BK started. Yeah, we're talking about guys that you want to see. I know Sky Moore. You, you literally let off. I mean, he's, of- we're not gonna I see a lot of him
0: it. on Sunday because he's a starter
1: you literally let off by saying we're not gonna see him so that leads me to further believe you just wanted to invoke him into he the did. show he did yeah he did and, and I appreciate
2: man. him for doing so uh Ron there's been one wide receiver that has had the drum beat God. by his name since day one one of them Rasheed Rice man he got off to a hot start have you heard a whole lot about him lately I don't think so you heard a little bit about Richie James I heard um I think it was Pete that was talking on the podcast early on in, uh, in camp. He was like, hey, he's number 17. He looks a little bit about, like the old 17 that was out there for the Kansas City Chiefs. The one guy that has a sustained excitement surrounding his name from day one of camp until I think we're at day 15 of camp right now, Skymore. That's the guy. He's going to be the leading wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs in 2023. I hate you guys. How do most we get catches, here? most yards. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going
0: to see a ton of him on Sunday. So I'll How do we? look past Sky right now. We'll see a ton of him in preseason game number two. I absolutely cannot wait for that. But I'm on board with everybody that BK said, Deneric Prince, and he's also their, their kick returner. Like Dave Tobe has already stated, he is their number one kick returner this season and compared him to Niall Davis. So <laughs> – so uh, I I mean Dave Tubb's already setting the bar pretty high for this undrafted free agent, but poor Clyde man. He's he's also just killed it in training camp. He's caught everything. Like every beat reporter is like the dude doesn't drop passes. He's caught every single pass all training camp. So I'm really excited for generic press, uh, Prince. Prince, um, I'm excited to see Felix too. Yeah, I think Felix was an interesting guy because I I think a lot of people were overlooking his slow start to camp. Like not acknowledging the fact that he had done surgery after the okay. draft and it kept him out of OTAs and the chiefs hit were even vocal about it. Like, no, he, he missed all that time and it's been a super slow process for him to get up to speed on everything, but he's starting to come on in training camp. So I'm excited to see him and we'll see how they deploy the linebackers. And we should hear from Andy Reed tomorrow. And Andy Reed might tell us a little bit about how they plan to use the starters, but that doesn't ever mean anything. So we'll find out more uh, Friday afternoon. But I also want to see Drew Tranquil and just kind of how they deploy him. Like, I know Drew Tranquil is a veteran player who's been with the Chargers, but I want to see how the Chiefs are going to utilize him because I think he's going to have a significant role in the defense, and I think he should get some snaps on Sunday.
1: I just don't know how we got to a point that we got Sky Moore's Brian numbers, Cook too, but I don't think Brian Cook's going to play that much. I'm I'm num- very excited about Brian numbers Cook and predictions on Scott. How did we get there? How in the hell and did we arrive there? Top you top two. top wide receiver, top wide I receiver think. on the team. I don't even know. I feel like you guys text each other. To, let's get this in. <laughs> no, I'm just... looking at. I'm looking to see Truman Jones. Truman Jones is somebody I'm looking to see. Can I be serious uh, see, for a sec? Nick, jo- Nick Jones is difference.
2: actually like you mentioned the name Jones. Yeah. Nick Jones Tomari is somebody Connor. that I'm genuinely curious yeah. about.
1: Chamari Connor,
0: very quiet training camp. We have not talked about Chamari Connor at all, so I just to see him
1: do something. Truman Jones is somebody that I'm really looking looking for. B.J. Thompson as well has showed up at times, so I'm really excited to see those fellows. Keandre Coburn,
0: another guy I'll be looking for, <laughs> make some plays. See if he can steal some snaps from Derek Naughty this season.
1: By the way, a damn shame what you all did to that kid. Oh. A damn shame that kid you all talked all up last week. Nazi, oh. uh, what's it? Nazi Johnson, that you all just took all- hey. off. <laughs> put that evil on us. That is, get <laughs> yeah. out of here. That is, you all. I two mean, two he, was all of, he was getting the train. a lot of. Luck. And as I soon even- as you two start talking about that, bam, IR. Hopefully he gets a good he injury tore his ACL. settlement. It's ACL. It. not because of us. It was. You all start talking about it. It, him and it man, did
0: happen in like two days, huh? days. <laughs> half. Hopefully
1: two. he gets a big time injury settlement, but that's a damn shame what you two put on Nick. he's gonna be on the team next year. He'll 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 be back. He'll bounce back. Shout out um, to BJ Thompson. Big, hit, big one. Big one for you. Big one for you. Nico Romigio, that's big another F. player to watch. Okay, stop. I think you're just my just looking at the job. What about Wanya? Wanya, yeah, they one. really like, what he's, yeah. he like get, what he's doing. He
0: should get a lot of reps.
1: Good good Maybe Lucas Morris.
0: Niang, too. Maybe if they ever think they're going to get anything out of him.
1: Yeah, I've, I've quit him. Um, <laughs> yeah, All right. Uh, Till next time, we are out.